When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, Mike Molina, L.A. Nick, and Doug Sprinthal, and Michael Bryant on the horn, right? He's going to call back. Oh, what a big baby. He can't sit through a nine-hour uh, Walzer ad? He has to go object to something. When he calls back, <laughs> when, when he calls back, let's give him the crickets for about five seconds. Okay. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. If you did not happen to be listening to the first hour, uh, this is a continuation of what we're talking about. We are looking for salespeople uh, at several of our Twin Cities stores. Uh, No experience is fine. We've got a 13-week paid training program, work-life balance, 40-hour work weeks. You do get to work Saturday, which is really fun, actually. You get used to it after a while. Um, but we train you, we'll pay you well, we'll do everything we can to make you successful. If you want to learn more, you can go to walzer.com, hit careers, or you can reach out to me personally on, at uh, Doug at walzer.com, and I'll connect you with the recruiting team. That's it. That's everything? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of crickets. I like it. Right? Oh, I, like I start to do an ad, and Tom goes out for a smoke. <laughs> No, no, I just, go, I just thought you were going to go. Anything you do, Mordo goes out for I think, think fell, I think he fell asleep. <laughs> I think you're going to be longer just to piss off Michael Bryant. That's all I thought. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I I appreciate that. Um, But I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. The color of your skin don't matter to me. Why can't we be friends? That's what I'd like to. Yeah, here's the deal. Here, let me answer that for you, because uh, I don't want to be your friend. There, there's that's the answer right there. That's why you don't want to be my friend. I don't want to be your friend. We'll exist. Everybody be happy. Just leave each other alone. That's good, isn't it? I want to be friends yeah, with everybody. At least just be. You want to be friends with everyone? Nice. Yeah. Um. Oh, this no, this finally made the. I no, do. you don't want to be. No, you don't. Trust really me. Don't. Totally do. <laughs> no. Um, this finally made the news. This was brought up to us. As a matter of fact, the first guy that brought it up was uh, Babe Winkleman was the first guy that brought it up to me. And it finally made the national news. 
There are more dangerous ticks than ever. Do you know why there are more dangerous ticks than ever? No. Migration. Because we've stopped controlled burning. Hmm. Controlled burning used to kill off all the dangerous ticks. We Not do controlled burning in our park. Now, see, you have to. You absolutely have to where the ticks will take over the world and the plants will grow. But they won't do control burning at all in California anymore. In several states, they won't do it. And the ticks migrate. Uh, I'm sure they, they give birth over a long period of time, so I'm sure the same tick that left California is not the one that reaches Minnesota, but several generations later. But, yeah, they, we, the way we've decided as human beings to try to take over the Earth's um, evolution, shall we say, we're making a lot of mistakes. The thing I don't understand we we know everything. about controlled burning, why people don't like it so much, because they do it in our park, in Highland Park, behind our house, all right. the, every summer they do a couple it at times. REI on 494 in Lindale. Yeah. And like right. 10 days after they do the controlled burn, it's like plush, yeah. magical land. So it's not like you're killing everything and now it's just death. No, it actually right. rejuvenates not, it. Yeah. It actually rejuvenates, yeah. rejuvenates it. Yeah. Why do people it hate it? Because they so say much. it runs out the animals. That's why they But they do it in like well, small also areas. There's smoke involved, and they don't like the smoke. They, well, they, there are people. I think having your entire state on fire for three weeks drives out a lot more animals than a controlled burn does. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, controlled burn. Yeah, you're going to get an uncontrolled burn eventually if you don't do a controlled burn right. because all that dead plant matter doesn't just go away. No, exactly. in California gets really. They have a lot of our only. I think we only have two forms of dangerous ticks here. You can Only get Lyme disease. Yeah, you can get Lyme Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever. I think here, oh, and then okay. in California, it's like you can get like yeah, fifteen different diseases from ticks there. It doesn't surprise but me. But you know they don't have fleas there. They don't have fleas in California. Nope. Rocky Mountain spotted fever is rare in Minnesota. Yeah, it's rare, but you can That's get a good it. Thing. Yeah. Denial. Because so your dog has it. Has Lyme. My dog has yeah. Lyme. People we know have Lyme. It's like, how do you know if you have Lyme disease? You have to go get a t- blood test. Yeah, you have to get a blood test because you don't. Only like twenty five percent of people get the, the rash. Oh, it's a rash. No, only twenty five percent of people get a rash. So what's the symptom? Um, achy joints. Joint pain. I got that. I have that. Fever. You're tired a lot. Tired a lot. I'm tired. A you lot. could have chronic Long Lyme. black hair. That's you a thing. <laughs> or you could be a middle aged drummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You could be well, above 40. I tell you, I, 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 I was sitting there watching the Saxon open up for Priest, and I, I literally felt like I was 16 again. Then my knee and my feet started hurting. Like, I know. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm old. The worst mistake I ever made exactly. was going to a concert like 35 weeks pregnant with Fawn. I was like, why do I have to stand oh, here? Oh, God. I'm going to fall apart. But I, actually, I actually had the excitement of a 16-year-old for like 15 minutes, and then my feet and my knees started hurting. That hit you. Reality. Slapped in the face with reality. And I didn't want to lose my spot. You tried your best. You tried your best. What are you going to do? The Armory. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing venue. Just can't give it enough credit, man. It's it's just a spectacular place to see a show. Ellie, that's what everybody tells me is that uh, Ned Abdul did a phenomenal job with the Armory. It's amazing. amazing. It really is. It's like it, when you're in there, and, and even watching my videos, you look like it looks like you're in a different country. It looks like you're in France or some other country at an outdoor concert. It's so cool. Is it? I like it. Private? Is it owned Privately as owned. its own yes. entity? It's not like First Ave owns it no, or whatever. No, one person owns okay. it. Yeah. I'll have to look at their. Schedule. Well, I know the First Avenue doesn't own it because I'm allowed Thank in. Thank God. So that's good. Well, next Slayer. A good Slayer is the next metal. They're doing a lot of metal shows. Oh, really? Well, they do all kinds of shows. I mean, they're doing oh, a really? lot of different shows, but they're the first people to bring in these these metal bands that haven't been here. Yeah. And, That's cool. And Judas Priest just in Saxton just packed the place. I heard those. I heard those over fifteen thousand people. People in uh, really? that building. Yes. I thought it only sat like eight thousand. It's supposed to, but I, they. Uh, Halford said that it's that they sold. He goes. We're so excited to have 15,000-plus in the house. Screw fire codes. <laughs> God. 
Well, I think they took out Good some. They God. took out some some seating and made it standing room oh, yeah. only in a lot of spots. Yeah, and, and so you they, put a lot they, more they got rid of all the VIP areas and made them all standing room. So they really got capacity up mm. high. And I'll tell you, you watch, you can watch some of the videos on my Facebook page. It's packed. I mean, it's a the full house. Armory. Good. I'm and glad it, and to hear people, that. people were very well behaved, and I really liked the armory staff because even when there was a problem in the crowd. They didn't come out like all bad, and, and, and they they let they didn't they didn't they, they put fires out quickly, but they didn't excel them. They so didn't. like if somebody was wheelchair tipped over. No, there like, was people. There was people crowd surfing, and there was people. Oh, were there really? Oh yeah, there was people. Your walker there was people stepped starting, on my There was people toe. starting, you know, a mosh pit, and they they didn't really hassle anybody unless a fight broke out, and they would put a real bright fight flashlight on them from about twenty feet away, and no warn them. They'd give them a warning. And if they didn't stop, then they'd come and just... And they wouldn't throw them, but they didn't throw them out of the house. They would just take them off the floor and put them up in the bar area. So they were, the staff was really cool about it. Oh, so everything. they'd take the guys that were fighting and they'd put them up at the bar. Well, they'd break, split them off. That's an interesting strategy. <laughs> that's a good idea. But I really liked the right. way the staff handled the things. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right, now the Doug Sprinthal imposed ignoring of Michael Bryant has been going on for five minutes, so we... We better stop, Doug. Because <laughs> Michael Bryant is on the phone. Why is he ignoring me? No, he just said, let's just pretend that we can't hear him when he calls. They <laughs> 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 gave him the crickets. Gave me the crickets. Oh, huh? you guys are unbelievable. You know what's well, really he funny? And I, he and and I both you. gave you the crickets. He and I both gave you the crickets when you said who liked you. Yeah, that's right. Well, there's well. a shock. <laughs> You know what's really funny to me now? It's gotten to the point on KQRS when I cut commercials with with different people, uh, like Michael Bilski. I'm doing uh, North American Bank Spots with Michael Bilski now. We did a whole bunch of them, and they're very personal and all the rest of it. And he goes, what do you think Michael Bryant and Doug Sprinthal will like them? <laughs> like, like, like what, what the hell? Now all of a sudden I, I got to run it by YouTube. Yeah, so, just send it to us for a rewrite. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like the standard now. Oh, what God, uh, isn't what that a sad. conversational commercial. Yeah, it is. It's terrible news for the world. That's all I have to I, say. I think as a banker you want stuff that's a little more straight up the middle. I don't think being the wacky fun banker is really going to instill <laughs> yeah, a lot of investment confidence. They're not a dirtbag. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not a good idea. It's probably they not a good plan. They haven't foreclosed on Grandma's mortgage in over four months. <laughs> See your friends uh, in I North just... America. That would actually be pretty funny. <laughs> What a nice guy. What a nice guy you are. Not a dirtbag, uh, though. But Bilski. Bilski's busy working, so I can, I can, he won't hear this, so I can tell him. I can tell the world. Bilski is one of the nicest guys in, in the world, and he has been so good to my family. It's been unbelievable. What a nice man. He is a nice God, I hope he, he doesn't listen back to this. He no. really is. He was my that boss thing, for a number of years. Oh, really? He was very nice. He yes. was. I was a teller yeah. at North American Banking Company in college. Wow. Alex was a, was a teller at North American Bank, and Andy was a teller at uh, Twin City Federal. Because so was uh, Bill, Cooper, oh. Bill Cooper hired him over at Johnny Goodman's house, and now both Bill Cooper and Johnny Goodman are no longer with us. Is that a sign, Andy? Maybe. He's not, <laughs> not talking about it. But, yeah, I just uh, I, I really feel bad. You guys, you guys know Alan Miller. You know who Alan Miller is? Yes. I do you not. might not, because he stays pretty much stays to himself. But his two best friends in the world were Bill Cooper and Johnny Goodman, and they oh. died within about three or six months of each other. Mm. It was terrible. That's not great. I mean, it was just terrible. Alan's a very nice guy. I haven't seen him in a while, but, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, wait a minute. What is it? Who, who is Locrian or Locrian? Newest oh, Marvel yeah. villain. It says here, it, it says here, Locrian is going to kick your ass. Who's? Uh, city page. Mine. Appara- apparently, somebody's named Locrian is going to kick my ass. Okay. Locrian is a is the name of the diatonic scale uh, sta- scale in uh, oh, musical Oh, okay, mode. yeah. So I don't know Explain why. To me. I don't know what the hell. That must be a screen name. <laughs> I'm guessing. Oh, somebody yeah. uses yeah. it as a screen name? Locrian? Lo- 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 it's also Lo- an ancient Greek dialect. 
So that's Very ass kicking. My, yeah, somebody, somebody probably <laughs> used it. Well, is he going to sneak up? Is he going to sneak up on me, or what's he going to do? Ancient figure Greeks. Out. Speak so confusingly. Where did this get posted? Uh, Doc Ketchmark just sent it to me. Doc Ketchmark's coming to the Hall of Fame thing, by the way. So oh, yeah. it'll be nice. He is, the, he's going to see Pat. He's going to see Passel get put in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's going to see Passel <laughs> be put in the Hall of Fame. You know what a disappointment <laughs> it was to have Passel put in the same time I was. Yep. Here's a guy who threw pennies at me when he was a little kid at the state fair, That's and now we're so going amazing. to the Hall of Fame together. <laughs> oh, Jeez. oh, you're going in? I didn't know that. Really? Wow. Don't Way talk. to stay on top of it, Mike. It's really with it. You're no, very, I sent him very a text. funny. I tell you, I sent him a text this morning saying I bought two tickets to go see Passel get in. I'm very happy for it. So. <laughs> he was Good the one that God. did post the picture of <laughs> well, Mel Jass. Oh, God. Did I what? Didn't you get that text? No, I did not. I didn't know you were back oh. yet because you were out of town. Yeah, I sent you the text saying that I bought two tickets to the Hall of Fame dinner because I was very happy for Passel. So. Are you really going? Yeah, of course. Of course. I oh, went to Chicago wonderful. to see you. I'm going to go local to see you get in here finally. Yeah. All you guys all you guys went. That was wonderful. What's it was a wonderful time. What's the dress code? I don't think there really is one. Well, there are only 100 seats in the jeans. entire place, so it's going to be tough. Oh, wow. Buy your tickets now. Yeah, there's only 100 seats. Where is it at? So we got to figure it out. It's at the Pavic Museum in St. Louis Park, which is kind of right by where Target and Byerly's is. You know, they're right about 36th and Highway 100. Yeah, it's over by our old Ford store. Have you ever been there? I hear it's a pretty that museum is supposed to be pretty cool. I've never been there. That's what everybody tells me. I have never been there. No. I didn't know there was a museum there. Um, Radio broadcasting yeah. museum. It's pretty. It's supposed to be pretty mm-hmm. cool. Hmm. I guess it's all broadcasting, television and oh, radio. Okay. Did you figure out if there's food? So. Uh, there are hors d'oeuvres, I know that. I don't think they serve dinner. They I have, don't go anywhere unless they have there's a, food. Is there, is there, there, steak tartare. Oh, well. Is there any booze? Bacon, yeah. have shrimp, and... I assume they have booze, yeah. The meat platter. I'm sure there will be booze. <laughs> and the meat platter. Tickets, uh, well, tickets went on sale yesterday, so they're probably pretty close to sold out by oh, now. Lord. Bending. There you go. <laughs> but I think, I think if anybody does want to go, that uh, I think Shelly... Our general manager, uh, I think the station bought a bunch of them. I don't well, know. I want to go. We'll have to find out. Dan Mayer going. We're going to go. I, I already have, go. I already have a babysitter lined up. There you go. Andy's going. He told me yesterday he's going. So I want to go. I want to go. have my oh kids God. there. Alex, get it Oh, yeah. We can take care of it. It'll be a good thing. I do need to know uh, the dress I code, run some, though. I, yeah, I'll, fi- I'll find out what it's it is. It's Minnesota, so. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's pretty... I know, but heavy John Hines was snow boots. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, heavy snow coat, snow suit. boots. Well, it is September 22nd. It could be snowing. <laughs> it could be snowing on September 22nd. It could so be, be seriously. What's the earliest it snowed in Minnesota? The earliest I know that it's it has snowed. I was at a Twins game once at Metropolitan Stadium. Uh, and I think it was September 20th, and it started snowing. Uh, Earliest recorded yeah. snow in Minnesota, August 31st. Oh, was that August? <laughs> yeah, how about, how about uh, the Twin Cities, though? Yeah, the Twin yeah, Cities. Yeah, I'm yeah, wondering. Because yeah, Duluth snow off that lake. Yeah. yeah it, it was Duluth, uh, yeah. yeah. 1949. What's the latest? So earliest in the Twin Cities. What's the latest snow, though? That's in May. Uh, end of May. June. September yeah, June. 21st. June. June 4th. June 4th? Wow. Oh, is that when, uh, what's his name was in town? The the Russian uh, premier. Oh, uh, 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 Gorbachev. Gorbachev. Gorbachev, yeah. But on June June 4th or 5th, it started snowing when he yeah, was here. Yeah, I remember that. Goodness. Oh, God, it's unbelievable. We'll find out. Uh, the, but uh, September 20th, I think it was, I was at Metropolitan Stadium and it started snowing. The Baltimore Orioles and the Minnesota Twins, it was like 1977. We'll find out. Be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock. You, family, friends, and the calm of the water. If this sounds like heaven, you're going to want a flow dock. Flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. And get this, you can install, level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Right down to Flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. 
Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. See them at F-L-O-E-I-N-T-L dot com. Flow docks and lifts a better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and those unwanted pounds are going fast. I've lost over 34 pounds. Nutramost is so easy, and they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you, too. Nutramost of Plymouth is hosting a second free informational dinner. Learn how to have success losing weight just like me. Neil Sheehy, Nutramost client and owner who played nine years in the NHL and is an agent to some of the NHL's current top players, will be at the dinner, and so will I, actually. It's Monday, April 30th, 6 p.m. at Jake City Grill in Plymouth, located around the corner from Nutramost, just off Highway 55 and 494. Space is limited. Call 763-333-7337 to register. That's 763-333-7337. Another one rides the bus. Another one rides the bus. And another one's on another one rides the bus. Hey, I'm going to sit by you. Another one rides the bus. Did anybody go see him last night at the Pantages? I would never. I would never. He's in town tonight, too. No. (laughs) He's the most obnoxious human being Uh, in the world. No, he's not. He's one of the nicest men you'd ever want to meet. No, I've heard that he's very nice, but his music and comedy just makes me want to... He's been on the show. He was great. Pull my hair out of my head. wonderful. Ugh. He, you know who opened for him? Emo Phillips. Oh, Emo. That's, that would, that's that? not surprising. It sounds like a it good fit. It would actually combo. work. I think that's yeah. a good fit. Oh, God, yeah. Plus, it's a beautiful theater. Pantage is a gorgeous theater. So, yeah, you got Emo Phillips, you got Weird Al. Weird Al is about the nicest guy you'd ever want to meet, seriously. He's had a really Just good a really run, good man. Guy. He's had a long run. How old he is he? He's uh, be 55, no I think. I was going to say. He's got to be older than me. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, 58. Yeah. He's 58. I was going to say, he's mm-hmm. got to be around 60. Yeah. God bless him. What a, Everyone. Yeah, God bless him. He, he took something, and I mean, <laughs> just eat it. Remember oh <laughs> when he God. did eat it yeah. based on beat it? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, see, he's got a pretty good run, man. He has had a really good run. He worked very, very hard and pushed and pushed and pushed. I love seeing this headline next week, a congressional grilling for Mark Zuckerberg. I think, I hope they will finally rein that prick in. No. What he's done to people. No, you don't think so? No. He has enough money to buy whoever he needs to. But seriously, you know what's weird? Uh, And I brought this up to Catherine. You know how um, you, you search for things on your phone or whatever. You do this, you do that. You know, whatever the situation is, right? I came out to Catherine and I said, "Did you know there's a there's a it's a res, there's a restaurant in Jupiter, Florida called the Square Grouper, but the original one we heard about was from Brett from Six Five One Carpet said you should go to the Square Grouper, but it's down in uh, what's the name of the key it's on? Damn uh, it. Is it Isla Mirada? No, it's not Isla Mirada. It's down Marathon. It's right next to Key West. What's it's the Key Largo? The, one. Montego. No, 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 no. It's right next to Key West. It's Deer way Key. down south. Big Pine. Big Pine. Deer. Damn it, I can't remember. It. But there's a there's a place oh, called Square Grouper, and it's uh, it's like Groupon Key or something like that. Groupon Key. But he said you should go there. It's really good. So let's see. Right next to Key West, there's Fleming Key, Dredger's Key. Stock Island. You're getting there. East Rockland Key. No. Geiger Key. No. There are so many little tiny crappy oh, keys. Oh, there are tons of them, yeah. Uh, Big it's Cobbett. It's on Cujo. 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 Yeah, Cujo. There it is. Cujo Key. That's exactly what it is. Cujo's not actually that close to Key West. It's not? It probably just feels like it after minutes. a three-hour drive. But anyway, Cujo Key. They all blend together. Yeah, it's about 10 miles away. Kajo Key, there's a, there's a place called the Square Group where he said, you should go down there when you're down in Key West. You'd have a great time, whatever. So I sat down on my computer this morning, and we're not in Key West, you know. And all of a sudden, there's this ad on my computer for Square Grouper in Jupiter, Florida. Oh, yeah. So, That's all geo-tracking. You know, I just, I don't like geo-tracking. That's I don't like the fact Google. that every, 
Everything you look for now, they will start throwing ads at you like there's no tomorrow. That's, I thought you could turn that off. You that's Google. Off. You know what? You can't. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. In fact, I just saw a whole thing. They stat three phones. They turned the fo- one phone completely off. He's on his computer, though, we're talking about. Oh, the computer, yeah. Yeah, just use uh, Chrome. But I would know, but I searched for it on my phone. So I, I saw a study. They had a guy turn his phone completely off. Off. And and mm-hmm. and they could still tell where he was, everywhere he went, and he was still getting ads from Google from restaurants that he was near. They could tell when because he could tell when he got out of his car. Oh yeah. And so they knew he was going. They could tell where he got out of his car, so they figured he was going to that restaurant. They'd send him ads for that restaurant the next day. Well, I was looking at my Google Maps. They have you down. If you own a phone. They know where everything you do. So I was looking at my Google Maps last Sunday. I don't know why I was just bored. And they have a thing there called Timeline, and you can go every day, and it will show you every place yeah. your phone is. Yep. And it's so good now. I did. I looked Ugh. last Wednesday, and it said uh, one of the things was it was here at the Itasca building, and it said Podcast Studio. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, that's so weird. So if you've that's never scary, experienced man. that, just go to Google Maps. And on the top uh, left where the three bars are, you push that and then you push your timeline and it will pull up a, uh, a, yep. a route of everywhere that you've gone any day that you want to look at. I've just, grown up with it, so I don't really yeah. care See, at all. your location history is off. Mine well, is. then it won't work. So it won't work. So mine is Yeah, you can turn me. this off. <laughs> yep, oh. there, there's a... How far... I wonder how far back this goes. RFID has been implemented, says Joe. So what's what's RFID? Um, it's basically a passive chip that is in things. Like the uh, chip in your credit card, that's RFID, I believe. Oh, okay. This Even goes back to 2009. I don't care. It goes Trap back me. to 2009? Whatever. I don't know. Uh, they can, they can well, track it back says to it that. does, but... Wow. Well, See, it tracks back to how, whenever you first uh, got a GPS thing. Wow. But this... That would kill Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Where were you on the night of the 17th? <laughs> well, let me look. I was at Byerly's, and then I drove over <laughs> to uh, Shaw that saw the shoe show at Cheeks. And, no, never mind. Uh, RFID, Joe says that RFID is government tracking. It's not a business tracking. It's government. the government tracking where you are. RFID doesn't have a very long range. Government can track me good, all though. they want. Whatever. I don't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, do I like care. Government tracking me either. Sure. I don't, why I, I could, don't go anywhere important. Yeah. I could never be a criminal because you're on camera wherever you go. Yeah. Your phone tells everybody wherever you go. Why? How could you be a criminal anymore? I don't know. Seriously. They try, I would never even think of you. They do. Yeah, they, they, make a, they make a well, good effort. <laughs> That's very true. They do make a nice effort at it. The first, this only goes back to 2013 for some reason. That must have been like when I got, got a phone, phone with this kind of yeah, yeah thing. I was at the Harmar Mall at 546 <laughs> on September 7, 2013. Did you see uh, Harmar Superstar? Mall. I was probably with Tiana. Oh. She oh, lives out in true. that area. So you have you ever seen Harmar Superstar? It's right by North American Banking Company. <laughs> yep, it's right, mm-hmm. right by Bilski. <laughs> Harmar has been Harmar Superstar has been on the show. Yeah, he's yeah, great. He nice he's guy. Great. Oh, he's great too. Really man. Nice guy. Great, great showmanship. I heard he moved back to Minnesota. Yeah, he just put on a show like, like, a couple he... weeks ago. I know nothing about this person. Yeah. I've heard of him, no, but he's I very, don't very, know. Very nice guy. He puts on a really good show. Good for him. Yeah, him and Mark Malman are my two. They're, they're my two favorite people to go watch live. Mark Wallman? No, Malman. Mall, so they both have mall. No, they both have the mall what? thing going on. Yeah, so there's Har Mar Superstar, who's named after Har-Mar a mall, Superstar. and then there's right. Mark Malman. Who's <laughs> Mark Malman? He's just another inter- a really good entertainer. Like, puts on a really good show. Very energetic. Very, you know. So is he like a, a disco DJ or what the hell no, are you calling these he's days? He's a keyboard player, sings, and got a full oh, band okay, behind okay. him. Yeah, yeah. I see. Maybe I'll just change my show's name to Tom Mall. He's a Minneapolis I'll just Tom Mall into mine. To completely change the subject, I have a question for Alex. Thank God. So, what do you? What's your take on uh, a vegan shooting up YouTube? That's kind of cool, huh? Yeah. What? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, they had a, a shooter at uh, YouTube, uh, the headquarters. Didn't ki- she killed herself? Wounded three or four people. She's like a. 
uh, animal rights activist and a vegan. She was protesting because they were pulling her videos off. Oh, my. So wow. apparently vegetable so eaters can go mental, too. protesting videos, anti-animals, by shooting people. Right. And it well, killed my whole theory. Yeah. That a lot was, of people like animals more than people. That was my whole gun, my, my whole gun control that. stance is that let's only let girls own guns because they never should go in and do that. And that's like, well. False. Apparently, well, that's that's more that out of the water. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, Dang it. Speaking of, speaking of women, did you see that the Masters is going to have, Augusta's now going to have the women's amateur there? Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Today. Hang on. What the heck happened? And I think we dropped them again, or they dropped. We didn't drop them. Did they disappear? Yes. Yeah, this happened last hour, too. Now we have funny sound. What the heck was that? I don't know. We've lost. It's amazing. There you are. There they are. You were gone. There who is. We we lost you for 45 seconds. I think you started ripping Zuckerberg, and that just kind of knocked Yeah, Yeah, that was probably a bad idea. Is your phone smoking? Yeah. No, but so anyway, back to women playing the Masters. What is that all about, Mike? They're going to play the women's amateur there at uh, at Augusta. So they're going to have a whole actual women's tournament national there. It's actually going to be televised. That'll be the, the only. I think the only time ever that they televised anything other than the Masters at that place. Girl power. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, really? Yeah, finally. Oh, finally, we got a break. Finally, we've, there's a breakthrough. Yep. Now they let Gary McCord. Gary McCord announced it. Everything will be good. <laughs> yeah, bikini wax, Gary McCord, you'll be good to go. That was a There's great, no doubt yeah. about that. That was that. a great line. Those guys are a little too stuck up, I think. Well, yeah. Considering they used to only show the back nine and no commercials, and the, the, they've come a long, long way in that group. Did you hear what happened to Gary McCord at a golf course? No. Mm, what? Oh, God. They're sitting around laughing and joking, having a couple of drinks a few years ago. And he got up to use the men's room and not very wisely left his phone behind. One of the guys picked up his phone, typed something into it, and hit send. McCord gets back to the table and his phone starts ringing. He goes, oh, man, hold on a second. It's my mother. He answers the phone. The guy had texted out. Uh, not in these words, much coarser words. He typed out, I love to take it up the keister. Yay! Only it was wow. much cruder. How fun. And his mother got the text. Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, I feel like, oh, God. Mom, if it's you nice got to that know text. that boys are always 17, aren't yeah. they? Mom, yes, they're you, always 17. Yeah. If you got that text from Andy or myself, you'd be like, somebody obviously took their phone and sent this. You wouldn't yeah, be like, oh, my gosh, they're sending me these odd text messages. Yeah, yeah but you're not Gary Yeah, McCord. but his mother, was, his mother was also probably 90 at the time, so she didn't know. She's getting text messages. Oh, Good for her. Oh, God. How why, how could you do that to someone, though? Yeah, but, Just yeah, hit boys, send. Just well, Doug, where are you in the Sopranos? Are you guys still watching it? Oh, we finished it a long time Okay, ago. well, you remember when Ralphie calls Polly Walnut's mom in the middle oh, of the night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot play the line, but he just he scares her half to death about what Polly's up to. Unbelievable. Well, and, and that's, that's before Polly finds out about the mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we do that at work all the time. Our computers are set up that, it, that they'll shut off and you have to re-enter passwords if you leave them alone for 10 minutes. So at any time somebody gets up and they forget to shut their computer off, they just start. Alan Crutch years ago got a, a email from the uh, facilities director. It says, Alan, as you know, Gene, his wife, and I are recently empty nesters and we're looking to expand our horizons. So we'd like to have you come over for a naked Super Bowl party. P.S. Oh, please bring God. the dip. Oh, God. See, that's just not right. All boys are 17. Yep. All my stuff, if you let it go idle, it's just you have to put a passcode yeah. to get back yeah. in it. So. But there's a window where you don't. Yeah. Like, if you got Mine's up and left real right short. Now, Nine's like one second. Okay. Oh, real yours is one second later. It just shuts down, and that's that's it. That's it. Yeah, you can make it so as soon as you hit the lock button, yeah, mine's you have to literally enter a password second. to open it again. Mom's is about forty-five minutes. Her phone never <laughs> forty-five yeah. minutes. Her phone never has a black screen ever. It just stays on, and then she gets upset. Why my phone's the battery right doesn't there. last? 
Hello. Hello. Let's go like that. It's locked. Hello. Hello, Stephen Stone calling. Hey, Stephen, how are you? We're going to take a break in a, in a couple of seconds. We'll just say hello. We'll take about a two-minute break and then come back. But I, I, can we say hello right now and then do that? Is that fine with you? Well, hello. <laughs> well, hello. Mar- <laughs> so, Stephen, things are good? Uh, things are excellent. I'm calling from Toronto, where it's uh, cold and windy. You know, Stephen, the show's based in Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota, and Toronto is actually south of Minneapolis-St. Paul. Many people don't know that, but Toronto, even though it's in Canada, is south of uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. So Toronto actually has better weather. The weather in Minnesota right now is not exactly wonderful. It's, uh, what was it last I I think it was like 9 degrees last I checked. It's 30 it's degrees right now and sunny. It's beautiful. Oh, is it? Yeah. I it's, don't know why it's not going to be. Go down to five. Well, you know, I, Put a I, have, a, I have a connection with Minneapolis. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, when we get back, we're just going to take a very quick break, Stephen. And then when we get back, you're going to drive my daughter, Alex, right over the edge because she just adored your show. Just, uh, oh, thank you. I'm never going to hear the end of it. This is going to be wonderful. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Okay. I'm here with my real estate agent, Chris Lindahl. And after seeing what he did for me, I asked if he had something that would help our listeners. Chris, what do you got? We have something very special for KQ listeners. April 16th through the 18th, the Chris Lindahl team is hosting our SellerWorkshop.com series, where we're going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. And the best part is it's absolutely free. So that sounds great, Chris, but what's the catch? Tom, here's what I'll share with you. The number one core value at the Chris Lindahl team is to be generous. I have a teaching degree, and this is my passion to educate homeowners in the Twin Cities on how to sell your house the right way so you don't end up leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table going through the traditional real estate process. So go to sellerworkshop.com for times and locations and to sign up for your free ticket. The seller workshops are happening April 16th through the 18th. Seating is limited, and trust me, they sell out fast. Visit sellerworkshop.com or call 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our special guest joining us, Stephen Stone. Alex, are you paying attention? I am indeed. Uh, Stephen Stone with us right now. His book, Whatever It Takes, Life Lessons from Degrassi and Elsewhere in the World of Music and Television, from Katie Lang to Degrassi, Whatever It Takes, is part memoir and part manual for self-awareness. Did you ever miss an episode of Degrassi High, Alex? I don't think so. Maybe. You you used to rave about, honest God, Stephen, she used to rave about Degrassi like there's no tomorrow. Um, Alex, I bet you know more about the show. It, it often happened to us. We give a tour of the studio to send a day Oh, this is the place where such and such happened. This is the place where such. They knew more of the show than we did. Maybe. I used to. My memory's not so great anymore. <laughs> yes. She's 29 <laughs> years old now, Stephen. So but I am 29. pregnant and I have a toddler, so that's my excuse for well, not that's true. remembering anything anymore. No, good for you. It all works out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Whatever it takes, both a mantra and the theme song to the Degrassi television franchise is also the title of iconic powerhouse music and television producer Stephen Stone's new memoir written with longtime collaborator and Juno Award-winning songwriter Christopher Ward. Whatever it takes, life lessons from Degrassi and elsewhere in the world of music and television is a star-studded rock and roll trip through generations of Canadian show business from the small silver screen, from the small screen, excuse me, to the silver screen, from vinyl to platinum, from dimly lit performance clubs to sell-out stadium tours. Boy, you have done it all, haven't you, Stephen? 
My God. But you know what? The, pub, the publicists make it sound much bigger than it really is. It really is. Yes, I've had a, I've had a wonderful life. And as an entertainment lawyer, I have acted for a lot of musicians in part of that world. And um, for 40 years, it was 40 years ago almost, that a young Linda Schuyler walked into my office. I was a newly minted entertainment lawyer. She had a little book in her hand called I to Make the Movie, and I gave her some free legal advice. I'd never met her before, but she didn't have very much money. And I thought, you know, you can fill out this form yourself. You can negotiate. If we get lawyers involved, it'll get messy. Well, that book turned out to be the first of the kids of Degrassi Street. And it carried on. And now, 40 years later, Degrassi is in, you know, 237 countries on Netflix and 17 different languages. It's been a romp. Say, so what do you think of that, by the way, Alex? Uh, just so you know, Stephen Stone is a highly regarded Canadian entertainment lawyer, but is probably best known as executive producer of the various Degrassi television series. But seriously, Stephen, I used to have to hear, no, I shouldn't say have to hear, because it was a damn good show. But I used to hear about Degrassi every day, because Alex, that was your life for Okay, How many years? you're acting like it was like obsessive. I mean, I watched Which it. Which it was. No, it was not obsessive. It was just a show that I really liked. I wasn't a crazed all, fanatic. All your friends you ever <laughs> talked about was Degrassi. That's, I mean, you probably we, didn't even realize We it. did enjoy it, but I don't think that's all we ever talked about. It is. Oh, well, hit, hitting me up for money. <laughs> As a little girl. Going, going back to those days... There was the character Spike, who um, was still in grade seven back in Degrassi Junior High, and she had a baby, and she made the controversial choice to keep the baby. And the baby's name was Anna. Then in, in the year, uh, so that would have been about 1986, I'm guessing. In the year 2000, we brought the show back, and now it was called Degrassi The Next Generation, and the lead character was that same baby Emma. It was like 13 years later, and Emma was not going to Degrassi, and that started off the next generation. And Alex, did you watch the next generation, or was it mostly Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High? It was the next generation, because I'm only 20. How old am I? 29, I think. How old am I? <laughs> you are pregnant, and your, your memory's going. How old am I? She's 29, I have Steven. to ask Dan all the time. I'm like, how old am I? I don't know. But yeah, I watched The Next I Generation. The thing, and I'm nearly 70 years old. Yeah. I watched The Next Generation because that was like when I was in like junior high. So I was the same age as everybody, basically. Yeah, so in that, those first years of the, the first seven years of The Next Generation, I call them the Drake years because, of course, Aubrey Graham, who played Jimmy, yeah. and whose middle name was Drake, was one of the characters. It's an ensemble cast, but that, those. Those seven years contain one of my favorite episodes, which is kind of timely today. It was in 2004 when we shot the Time Stand Still episode, which was a, a photo school shooting. And do you remember seeing that episode? I absolutely do. Yeah. It was, it was really a pivotal. We talked a lot about it, or I talked a lot about it in the book, because um, trying to do an episode on something so sensitive and trying not to be sensational about it and trying to be real was a was a, a challenge. And to do it, we brought up uh, Barbara Colorose who lived in Colorado and had just written the book, The Bully, The Bullied, and The Bystander. And she helped us with the scripts and with the characterization and everything to make sure we got it right. And what she wrote back in those days, and I hope what we incorporated into Graffiti, I think still resonates today when you look at what's going on in the world around us. You've got Parkland, you've got you know so many other uh, dangerous situations, but it's all about bullying and in that horrible dynamic where the bully can become the bullied and the bullied can become the bully or the school shooter. And then, most importantly of all, what Barbara told us was the bystanders, the people who stand around who know what's going on but don't end a dysfunctional situation. They just look the other way. And I, so that's a, that's a lesson that I think wasn't uh, today. Oh, that's I exactly what happened at, uh, in uh, Florida. There was a Parkland. bunch of people who just decided to uh, not do what they should have, and uh, it ended up poorly. I would say yeah. in, in the case of, you know, 
watch out, this kid might come here with a weapon. You should probably pay attention to that kid, but I guess not everyone feels that way, apparently. Well, and it's not just in that. It's in any bullying situation. Such a, uh, an important um, thing to address right away, whether it's, you know, Harvey Weinstein. How, how many years went on? Those right. poor women. With, right. You can't blame them. Their careers were on the line. But all the people around who knew and did nothing, even, you know, leaking things to the, to the press or to the police, they weren't doing that. Um, and so, you know, you know, they're in some ways as much to blame as the, as the actual bully himself. Well, in some ways, yeah. I think you're absolutely right about that. I, uh, that old see something, say something. Well, it would be nice if people in power would do that. This kid in, in, uh, at Marjorie Stoneman brought bullets to school and showed them to the other students, and they did nothing about it. Now, in Minnesota, if you have a screwdriver in your car, you get suspended for it. At least that's the way it used to be. Maybe that's changed now, too. But i, I got to believe that if you bring bullets to school and start showing them to the other students, you're very serious about what you're doing. And how they let that slide, I will never understand. I'll never so understand. I'm, I'm, I'm so pleased to hear about that in Minnesota. We had a thing the other day, about two months ago in Toronto, and it was sort of a, you know, they broke into the news story because uh, the report was that somebody had seen a gun in downtown Toronto. Well, we've got gun regulation in Canada. It was a big. It turned out to be a hoax, but it transfixed everyone for about two hours. The fact that there was a gun in downtown Toronto. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you know. Oh, oh, Stephen, I should mention by the way. I, I believe the year was 1975. I think it was 1975. I um, was offered uh, a job at, at Chum FM to do the morning ah. show. And I, I, I didn't do it. And the reason I didn't do it is because I would have had to pay both Canadian and United States income tax, which means oh. there would have been about $4 left for me. But the man who took that job is still there. I think that's, uh, it's Roger, God, what's his last name? Oh, Roger Ashby. Yeah, Roger Ashby. He's still at oh. Chum FM. Yeah, well, he was a great announcer. I remember when he started on the all-night show on Chum AM. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He's a still legend in Toronto. Wow. Yeah, he's still around. Yeah, I, I, he's an absolute legend up in Toronto radio. But, yeah, I, I, they, I found out because I was an American citizen that I would have had to pay Canadian income tax and United States income tax. <laughs> My income tax. Well, you know, I, I know where I can speak because I'm actually an American citizen and a Canadian citizen. So I filed tax returns in both places as well. Now, they offset each other, so I don't actually end up paying double tax. Oh, but good. it's a real hassle doing both forms and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And filing all your bank accounts with the IRS and everything in Canada. I am a huge fan of Toronto, though. It's a great city. It's, it, it is a... I, and what's amazing, people do not understand that Toronto is now bigger than Chicago, Illinois. People don't realize I didn't know that. that. Yeah. This is news. Well, way back in the day when I was when I was growing up, in so in the sixties when the Beatles were hitting, and you know I was you know being a teenager. Yeah, Toronto. There was barely two restaurants in Toronto. It was the dullest <laughs> place on earth. Sounds like Minneapolis. It, it, it was so dull yeah. that for a good time, people would drive down to Buffalo for the weekend. <laughs> oh, now that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's not good, man. But nowadays, you're right, it truly is a very vibrant city. And, uh, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs still haven't won a Stanley Cup since way back in the 1960s. Uh, they're doing a bit better this year. But it's a vibrant city, tons of restaurants, the Toronto Film Festival, terrific music scene. It's been wonderful uh, living here. Yeah, it's a wonderful city. I, it really is. I, uh, I have a friend. Well, very quick story. But I think, Stephen, you'll like this. Played in a golf tournament down in Florida about, oh, 17 years ago. And they said, what we did with the tournament is that we put all the people together who are from the same area. So if you're from Bell Glade, you'll be playing with another guy from Bell Glade. If you're from yeah. you know, Palm Beach, you'll be playing with a guy from Palm Beach. Uh, and they got to me and they said, Tom, you're going to be playing with uh, Doug Dawson. And I said, oh, great. Uh, where's, uh, so where's Doug from? And they said, Toronto. And I said, I thought we were going to be playing with people from the same area. And they go, yeah, you're both Canadian. 
I said, I'm from Minnesota. And they go, yeah, Minnesota's in Canada. They thought thought Minnesota was in Canada. So, you know, Doug and I are still friends, by the way, and laugh about that all the time, that they thought we were both Canadians, so that's why we played together. (laughs) <laughs> but, but, but it's, it's probably very similar sensibilities. I have a oh, theory yeah. that oh, you, yeah. winter does something to you. You're not going to go out and start wars if you're freezing to death. And the most <laughs> you can do is, is, you know. No, you're right about that. You're not going to start a lot of wars if you're freezing to death. There's, there's no question. God, what a great career you've had, Stephen, honestly. Uh, and it, it continues on with the book, uh, Whatever It Takes, Life Lessons from Degrassi and Elsewhere in the World of Music and Television. Also, I should mention Juno Award-winning songwriter Christopher Ward has written songs for Diana Ross, the Backstreet Boys, Amanda Marshall, and many others. His best-known uh, song is Alana Miles, Worldwide Number One, Black Velvet. Yeah, Worldwide Number One is probably going to be your best-known song. I would guess that's probably true. That's very true. Black Velvet. I don't know, Alex, you know the song. I don't know, Tom, if you know it. Great, great song. But it was written about Elvis Presley. And have you ever been to Graceland? No. Uh, we've been, I've been at the gates, but I've never gone in. It's, not, it's an emotional experience. It's kind of cheesy in some ways. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, some of the walls, he had like orange shag carpet on the walls oh. and, you know. It, it was, it, you know, so some of it was like, oh, what do you think? But when you get to the grave, it is an emotional experience. Here yeah. was a guy who created great music and sort of changed the world for a lot of people. And uh, that's what Christopher Rosenbach-Velvet about. Which we talked about a new religion that will bring you to your knees. He was talking about um, Elvis Presley and the, the religion of music. I, I, have yeah, a, that- I have a funny story about that. I played in a cover band for years back in the 80s, and we did that song. And the lead singer always messed up the line and said Kenny Rogers instead of Jimmy Rogers. It drove me absolutely insane. <laughs> <laughs> there is a difference. There is a difference. There is a difference. Just, just a no little. Doubt about it. <laughs> Stephen Stone, ladies and gentlemen, again, the book's called Whatever It Takes. Stephen, you've been a great guest. Thank you so much for your time today. And I'm sure uh, Alex, if, if she weren't pregnant, would have a much better memory. And But she did. you did pretty well, Alex. You did well. <laughs> I, I was proud of you. I can only do what I can do. Well, thank you, Alex. And thank you, Tom. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thank you, Stephen. We will uh, be back. What a nice man. Very nice. I mean, really good guy classic from Canadian. Canadian to Degrassi. Yeah, classic Canadian. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Canadian. Yeah, Canadians are very nice people in general. Very few Canadians that I've met that I didn't care for. It's Let's very true. Let's move up there We will and mess be right up. back. Sorry. Yeah, we could do that. We could ruin it. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show.